history starts now on the Two Minutes for Roughing podcast. Welcome to Two Minutes for Roughing, episode nine, featuring Anthony Stavro. I'm your host, Andrew Marsh. Let's say hello to the boys. With me is Tom Hartbeck, a.k.a. Yam Hartbeck, and Corey <laughs> Madden. <laughs> you guys can follow uh, him too. Uh, Tom, you can follow him at thartbeck underscore MSHN. You can follow Corey at Madden underscore MSHN. And if you want, you can follow me at amarsh underscore MSHN. Let's get this week rolling. It's Super Bowl week, as some people call it, the big game. What are you guys uh, looking forward to the most this Sunday? Any favorite food? Any special recipes? Who do you think might have the best commercial? And, uh, oh, yeah, who do you think is going to win? Well, I'm kind of disappointed because Budweiser said they weren't going to do the Clydesdales. That's kind of disappointing. But um, in terms of food, Crab Rangoon, hands down. Hands down. <laughs> Hands down. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to go chicken wings. That's my favorite. Chicken wings? Yeah. Some homemade so chicken wings. Yeah, but it's like, they're not. They're, yeah, I mean, chicken wings, <laughs> little, some man sodas, you know, just the usual. I, uh, I yeah. Mean, you can't go wrong with buffalo chicken dip. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. No, you cannot. I think do you, do you make it, Marshy, or do you buy it? No, I let other people make it. No, I eat it. <laughs> Solid. Uh, I had a, I had a girlfriend once who made this stuff called BLT dip, which was um, basically like sour cream or cream cheese. I don't even know what it was. Um, then it had like soy sauce, um, tomatoes, mainly just tomatoes and like. Uh, bacon and everything put into it with like some <laughs> cilantro. Oh my god, it was like it was really good. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like the Super Bowl. It's probably the only time I really start to care about the NFL anymore. Um, so yeah, I mean, and in terms of who I want to win, I mean, yeah, I can get behind the Chiefs, but also it'd be really awesome this year to see Tom Brady win. But who knows? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I want the Chiefs to win. I root for the Chiefs. I mean, uh, I mean, they're a great football team, and obviously they're uh, in Missouri as well, and we don't have the Rams anymore. So I root for them. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, he's a great quarterback, and you can't, you know, deny that uh, that team in itself is, you know, some of the, you know, one of the best teams that we've seen uh, since we've been alive. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean Tom Brady. I, I didn't. I wouldn't say that I don't like Tom Brady, but or that I didn't like Tom Brady. I just didn't like the New England Patriots for obvious reasons. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Oh um, God, yeah. But, I feel like it's easier to get. It's easier to get behind Tom Brady when he's not in a Patriots uniform, being right. coached by Bill Belichick. Right, and you, you can know? get behind uh, rooting for greatness because I mean, at the end of the day, whether or not you like the dude. Uh, you have to acknowledge the fact that he's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. So I think it'd be cool if, uh, if they won um, just for the fact that it kind of just solidifies his legacy a little bit more um, doing it with, yeah. team. but at the same time, I, I really don't care. I would like to see the chiefs win, but like, I wouldn't be mad if Tom Brady and the Buccaneers won. I'm just hoping for a good game because that's, you know, as a sports fan, that's all you can really ask for. I think yeah, hopefully it's not one of those blowouts. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as Marshy. I want the Chiefs to win. I got a lot of friends in Kansas City, so I'm, I got root for the Chiefs. But I would kind of like to see, uh, you know, Brady win something outside of New England because I just don't like New England. At I don't like Boston. I don't like anything yeah. about – I don't like any of it. So It kind of be a slap in the face it, to, exactly. to them. Yeah, almost makes me feel better. So yeah, it's like, hey, you know what? It it wasn't the Patriots. It was Tom Brady. Yeah, the entire time. What no. system? He is just he is the system. He is the system. He is the Calvary. Yeah, that's, ha- 
That is so. true. I could see him coming back as an o-, o coordinator as soon as he retires, too, by the way. No, I could see him just totally no. falling off the face of the earth. I, th- I think really? he's going to buy a team. He's going to be an owner. I could, I mean, he. I could see him doing that, too. I, I don't yeah. think he has, like, I don't think he's going to be one of those people. I think he's going to be more invested in his, um, in his uh, TB12 brand. I think he's going to be a movie stuff. star. He, he's going to be, a, I mean, be dude, a movie the, star. The guy does not need money. Yeah. He's no, taking, he doesn't. No. He's taking pay cuts to help his team be better because, well, his his wife probably makes more money than he does. <laughs> yeah, and she deserves it too. She like but yeah, yeah. I mean, but uh, hey, you know what? I think it's gonna be a good game. I hope it's a good game. Uh, should be interesting. Um, but this past weekend, you guys did some cool stuff. You called the we game. And not a home game. You guys uh, went to Springfield, Missouri for the past series against the Bears. And uh, how, how was the experience? The Friday night game didn't go the way the Saints wanted it to, but Saturday was uh, a good bounce back game. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, there were scheduling conflicts with the radio station, so we couldn't call Saturday's game. Um, Friday didn't go the way we were planning. Uh I mean, the third period I thought was great Friday night. I mean, Saints had a chance to get back into it. I mean, heck, at the start of the third period, it's three to one. It's anybody's game. Uh, game kind of just got out of hand. Saints got back into it and just couldn't uh, climb all the way back. But then, uh, obviously, Saturday night they took care of business seven to five. Um, honestly, I, I liked it. Um, it was the really second away game we've called we called one at McKendry uh, I liked you know I liked how the team played and they feel like they're starting to come together a little bit but um, still though when you're three to one um, I, I still have to kind of look and say you know how in the heck does it get to be six to two at one point uh, into the third period so uh, I'm sure that's something coach Hogan addressed and obviously it worked because they won the next night out but even still they had a large lead and almost lost it. So uh, it's a, it, that's a building series. And, um, you know, now that they've got some time off since the Waldorf series has been canceled, uh, they don't play again now until the February 10th. So now they've got another long layoff, and we'll see how that affects them because they're going to have a pretty tough McKendry team coming up on the 10th as well. Yeah, I had a blast this weekend. It was, it was fun. It was a, a decent atmosphere. They had quite a bit, you know, quite a bit of fans yeah, in the stands. Yeah. So that was really fun. Some of the stands were, or uh, some of the fans next to us were kind of rowdy and weren't, <laughs> they weren't afraid to turn around and chirp a little bit. No. So that was fun. But as, as a team, as far as the team goes, um, I feel like that third period you're talking about, it kind of like they just gave up and then all of a sudden, Coach Hogan called that timeout, and then they had the energy and yes. the swagger, and they just started scoring like anything they threw at the net. You thought could go in, so, and then you kind of felt that they were going to come back the next game and put it on them, and they did. Kind of dozed off on the third a little bit and made it interesting, but yeah, I thought it was a great series. I, I disappointing first two periods of the series, and then after that, it was a good good series. Yeah, I mean. To me, the series kind of begs the question, were, were the Saints good enough to sweep the series? I think so. But what contributed to them not getting it done in the first two? To me, it was um, – I mean, they, they had a layoff going into that. Also, I feel like Missouri State was a different kind of a team. They were heavy. Uh, they also had a good bit of skill. And Josh Bell, who's their captain, I mean, Jack Harrison's got some playing experience with him from his high school days. Um, I mean, I thought Missouri State was a very, very, you know, solid team. Probably a better team than Midland, uh, if I had to say so myself. But once it gets time to be conference time, I mean, I've heard Coach Hogan say, you know, they might be coming to the conference tournament since there's only four teams that are going to be playing from the MCH. Um Heck, I, I would put my money on Maryville and uh, Most State playing again to see who wins that tournament. So um, it's going to be a good one. And uh, the next topic on our uh, sheet is rivalry budding, uh, hands down, yes. Oh, yeah. The, I mean, that, that definitely has the making for a rivalry. The, the, all the penalties on that, in that first game, too. Like, 
it was hard to get a, a flow going in that second period because of all the penalties. And then you've seen what happened in the second game with, you know, getting, a, you know, some fights here and there in a corner or whatever. But I think it's definitely going to be a rivalry. Well, yeah. And, and, I, and I just feel like there's so many guys on St. Louis from St. Louis who uh, are the Bears, you know, who play for the Bears. And, you know, Maryville goes that junior route. And I just feel like, you know, maybe there's some competition for players there because I'm sure Coach Hogan wants to get into that St. Louis market, which is, you know, relatively rich. Um, it's just a philosophy difference there. But, I mean, hey, uh, Missouri State's got two D2 titles um, to its name. Um, that's something Maryville doesn't have. So, uh, it's it's a budding rivalry. I don't think it's a rivalry that's, you know, close yet to the Maryville-McKendry rivalry, but it's getting there, you know. Well, let's dive more into this uh, or this past weekend and, and you know, talk about that budding rivalry, if you want to call it that, on the doghouse. Welcome back to the Two Minutes for Roughing podcast on the Maryville Hockey Podcast Network. Okay, welcome to the doghouse. We're going to dive in all things Maryville Saints hockey. And we're talking about this past weekend against Missouri State. Uh, what were some of the takeaways that you guys had? Obviously, Christian Alvagran, uh, he had a, a pretty good weekend, if I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I, you can't ignore six goals. I mean, I'm sure Coach Hogan goes, hey, uh, one of your guys just scores a hat trick and you still lose the game. Um, you know, get your, you know, what together. Uh, and, and they did the next game. Um, I feel like Christian has picked up the scoring. Cause I think going into the year, we, we thought that TJ Prexler uh, and Damian Karinji might've been the uh, top point getters for the saints. And this year it's kind of, it's been a lot more spread out. I'd have to say Christian seems to be uh, making an impact more nights than not. Um, and I mean, honestly, I mean, when you have a guy who scores a hat trick, you know, that's three goals. Generally you're giving your team a chance to win the game. Uh, the other two topics on our, on our sheet is Joey Gagan and defensive issues. I think defensive issues is a, is a bigger issue than Joey Gagan because I mean, you know, you should win a game three one or three nothing or or four to one or 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 get back into a game when it's three to one and you're down. But uh, Christian does all the things right, and he's establishing himself as a scorer. And I think that merits a, a good look. Um, one guy who we haven't mentioned is uh, Jake Hainbrink, uh, who came up um, from the D two level. Uh, this weekend I thought he did pretty well when he did get on the ice um, he had a hat trick in the d2 games as well but uh, yeah it's just all about consistency I think up and down the up and down the team and I think they're still trying to fit the mold so to speak you know well let's talk about Joey Gagan you just you just mentioned him what did you guys see from him this past weekend I mean I'm still kind of hung up on Christian I'm, I'm gonna point out just when he got the puck it just feels like good thing. You could just kind of feel like something good was going to happen all weekend. I know when he got the puck on the first game while we were there, he was he had an extra step than everybody. He had kind of an extra move, an extra step, whatever you want to call it. He was just all over the place. So I just want to you know shout out shout out to him. And then, I mean, I thought Joey played great all. I mean, those two guys played great all weekend. And then you know the def defensive issues, but yeah, I mean, I mean Joey has been supplanted on that fourth line for a while. I mean, I mean, we're saying his name, you know, here and there, but he's, I feel like he's kind of like a Jens Juleson where we're saying his name. He's doing a lot of really good things, right. But you know, he's not getting on the score sheet all that often. Um, I think he's just a good little player. I mean, I think that's the best way to describe him. Um, could he be a, a second A, you know, alongside Brad Boudreaux and Anthony Stavro? Or third A. What am I thinking? I'm terrible at math. Uh, maybe so. Uh, you know, Joey has uh, the same, you know, comes from the same program as Jack Harrison. So I, I feel like that's a good, 
uh, fit for him as well. Um, you know, it, it's just all about, you know, meshing as a, as a whole. And I, I feel like the team, you know, still being at, at 500 after, after they get the split this weekend um, is still in that transition period of what are we as a team. And I would not be surprised if they go through that all this year and then find their groove once it comes time for the conference tournament. So, um, but yeah, the defensive issues as, as well, you know, when you, when you get seven goals, when you get five goals, you should win a game. You know, you, you've got to start tightening up. And, I mean, Cole Bonnet's been great. Matt Edgecombe, not bad. Uh, Jim Hunter's been in and out. Uh, we like it when he's on the ice. He's a colorful guy. He's a hard hitter. But, um, you know, he – when he's not there, it's very noticeable. You know, so – I don't know if it's, you know, they don't know who they are yet on defense or if they haven't been consistent enough on defense, honestly. I mean, uh, Corey, you're a, you, you've you played the game, so uh, what are your thoughts kind of on that? On the defensive issues, I feel like they didn't play like a whole bad game on defense. I just think they had really bad shifts. Like, to me, it looked like they, yeah. didn't, they didn't play bad defense the whole game. They just had – a few bad shifts and, and Missouri state capitalized every time there was an opportunity. So maybe I don't, I don't really don't know how to fix them, but you're going to have bad shifts, but you can't let it happen and then have a goal happen seven times, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean like Cole Bonnet to me has been the best defenseman all year. Um, Matt Edgecombe. Great. Uh, I guess defensively, but then, uh, I haven't seen him do much other than, you know, pin a puck or pinch real well or maybe make a hit. Uh, Cole Bonnet likes to get forward, likes to block shots, likes, likes to play D as well. Um, Trevor Henson has that offensive style where he'll like to take the puck into the zone, maybe get a shot on net. I feel like you have to start to have a defensive identity. Like, I'm gonna, I know this isn't a great, you know, thing, but when the Blues won the Cup, their defensive identity was we are not going to let you get through the neutral zone come hell or high water. We're going to pinch to the boards. We're, you know, if you get across our blue line, you're going to have to work like gangbusters to get across it. And I feel like the saints kind of have that mantra, but they don't quite know how to do it yet. And when they do get the puck on the offensive side, it's a dump and chase game. And when it's dump and chase, that means you have to play a 200 foot game and where all five guys have to be bought into that. And sometimes there's three guys, sometimes there's five. So, I mean, again, you, you're still, you know, you're four and four. So uh, it, it, it's all in how you start to work towards this part of the season. And they've got a tough time coming up uh, with a relatively long road trip with McKendry and Lindenwood. So, uh, it's, it, I feel like it's getting, it's just not quite across the line yet, Corey. Yeah. Um, I also played the game, Tom. So I will say, <laughs> yeah, you did. You, 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 you did, Marsh. You did. You did. So I will you know, say, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't, Corey, were you a defenseman or were you a forward? Yeah, I played deep. I played both, but I, I, both. I consider myself a D man. Well, I, yeah, I played defense yeah. too. And I think some of the things that I've noticed is, um, and this goes like what you said, Tom, and you know, you have to have, you have to buy in and, you know, these guys, they're bought into the program. There's just things that they need to work on. Um, and they know, they know what they need to work on. It's just, you know, getting that time and getting the practice in and, you know, working on, uh, the little things that will ultimately pay dividends during the game. And, you know, you talk about from a defensive aspect, I've noticed there's a lot of odd man breaks that the saints will give up. And, you know, yes. that's all starts in the offensive zone. Uh, if one of the defensemen decides to pinch where we've seen that a lot, a defenseman will step up, he'll take the body. Um, you need to have that, uh, that centerman or even the wingers back and make sure that there is a guy that is there to support that defenseman who decides to step up in the play. Uh, you just need to make sure you have that guy back that won't uh, lead to an offensive uh, zone uh, opportunity for the other team. And then also in your own defensive zone, you need to make sure that the puck gets out uh, on the first opportunity because we've seen a couple times that the Saints have 
uh, turn the puck over in their own zone. And that has led to scoring chances for the other team. So I think when you do clean those things up, uh, good things will start to happen. And, you know, this team will, they will. I know Coach Hogan will, will, and, you know, he'll lock these guys in for the rest of the year. And it, like we said, dude, I mean, think about it. You think about how many games they've played. If you want to put that towards a real season, it, we're probably in what November right now. And you still yeah, have yeah, all true. that time left to fix your game, but you don't, you don't, it's February and the season's going to end in like a month and a half. Uh, mm -hmm. So you don't have as much time to, to get those things cleaned up. But, you know, once you kind of break it down and do the simple things, uh, I think this team will, will start to see more success on the back end. And these players are very capable of doing that. I mean, there's a reason why they're here. There's a reason why uh, the recruiting, uh, you know, the, everyone recruited these type of players, big players, big bodied guys in the back end to, to shut things down. We have the goaltending. We know that we've talked about that, but uh, yeah, you know, it's just, it's simple stuff and they know they can, they can clean it up. It's, you know, it's being there during the game and knowing, Hey, Oh, I just made it uh, you know, I just messed up. You come back to the bench, you figure out what you did wrong and you go out there and you don't do it again. And, you know, mm -hmm. and coming from the stands and we watch the game, like we can say all we want about what's going on, but at the end of the day, we're not on the ice. We're not playing no. yeah. right now. I wish I was, that'd be fun. But you know, we have a different perspective, but uh, these guys, they know what they're doing. I, I'm not concerned um, at all. I know the coaching staff is going to have these guys prepared and um, yeah, I think, I think we're, I think we're going to be fine. But um, so, yeah, uh, I think that will do it for the doghouse. Um, you know, a couple other things that we want to touch on just real quick, Missouri state, you know, they're a really running gun style of team. Um, so, you know, the systems need to be uh, early, you know, for Maryville need to kind of be uh, honed in a little bit more, be more consistent. Like I said earlier, the goalies have been good. Uh, they have been all year. Um, another thing, stay out of the box. Um, you know, things oh, yeah. get, things get emotional when you're playing a, a, a rival team. And we mentioned that how Missouri state is kind of grooming uh, into being a, a rival for Maryville. Um, you know, the Jack Harrison line, they've been buzzing. And then, you know what? They get another week off and you get to rest your legs. The Waldorf series has been canceled, like you said, Tom. Um, but then, yeah, they're back on the road against McKendree. Luckily, it's not too far away from Maryville. So it's not like they have to drive God knows how far away to play a game. But uh, at the end of the day, I think they'll be fine. It seems like, uh, you know, Saturday they got their – their legs back under them and, uh, you know, decided to come home with a victory. So we'll see, we'll see how things plan out or pan out, but, uh, yeah, that'll do it for the doghouse. And now we're going to send it on over to our next segment around the ACHA. So let's fire that up. This ain't your mama's podcast. This is the two minutes for roughing podcast on the Maryville hockey podcast network. Okay, now it's time to talk about some of the teams around the ACHA. First off, we have Minot taking care of Midland 14-4 on Friday. And the, the Saints saw Midland a few weeks ago, but Minot definitely doing their part, taking care of business against Midland. Uh, another uh, series, Adrian swept uh, Aquinas and Jamestown beat Waldorf on Friday and Saturday. Um, so, to you guys, how does this look for the dogs in the national perspective? Uh, to me, not not you know not good, not bad. Um, personally, they they split with Midland, and I'm not surprised. My not taking care of Midland uh, that well. Um, honestly, if you have any kind of skill, you should be able to skate right around Midland, just like uh, Coach Hogan said. Um, so that's not surprising to me. And then Waldorf uh, falling back to Jamestown, uh, that just kind of helps us in our standings. But 
Um, I'm watching the McKendry McKendry series myself. Um, the other team that I'm not following in the ACHA, McKendry, um, because honestly, that's what's going to depending on us getting into nationals. It's how we stack up against teams like Midland, McKendry, and you know teams like that because there's only four teams in our uh, conference this year, and if we win our regular season conference, we get into nationals. So um, happy about that. Midland lost and uh, Waldorf falls back. So, yeah, I agree with what Tom says. If we can take care of business in our conference, <clears throat> we should be fine. But you know, Maryville's like a, a streaky team. I know we talked about this a little bit. The, so if, if Maryville can kind of just find a good streak instead of like taking these days off, like I feel like they take a game off every now and then. Like they should have, they could have beat Missouri State both games. They could have beat Midland both games. So, you know, I think if we can get into the nice groove and take care of business in our in our own um, conference, then I think we'll be fine come tournament time, hopefully. Yeah, I think yeah, this team... Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, this team's poised to get into the tournament. Um, you know, uh, they had some expectations at the beginning of the year, and right now they're uh, playing 500 hockey. But, you know, there's a lot of hockey left, you know, but, uh, hey, we'll see what happens moving forward. But... Now it's time to move into our interview for this week. We have Anthony Stavro joining the show. I sat down, talked with him. Uh, great guy. He's an absolute beauty. So let's send it on over to Anthony Stavro. Get in the box. You're listening to the Two Minutes for Roughing podcast on the Maryville Hockey Podcast Network. And now we want to welcome on the show, Junior Anthony Stavro from Pickering, Ontario. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I just want to know how things are going. Um, You know, we've had some other guys on the podcast. Are you excited to get the call up? Uh, Yeah, for sure. I've I've tuned in, I think, to two or three of them so far, and they they seem pretty funny, so. Yeah, we had uh, Brad Boudreaux and Damien Karinji on last week, and they're absolute characters. I wasn't expecting that because we've had a a few guys on, and, you know, they've been a little shy and whatnot. These guys, they brought the heat, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is hilarious. Oh, yeah, those guys love to talk, especially Damien. Oh, he loved it. He was eating it up. Oh, yeah. No no shortage of of, uh, speaking with them. So you always get an answer out of them. So uh, you guys guys had another week off um, coming up, but, uh, you know, you have uh, you had a couple games this past weekend. How were the boys feeling after the games against Missouri State? Uh, I mean, the first one was tough. We uh, we hate we hate losing to those guys. Um, them being our, I mean, I would say they're our biggest rival. But we bounced back the second night and uh, took the W. And Christian Elvagran had a big weekend, so I was pretty happy for him. Um, some some guys came out in the second game uh, that we needed to perform. Uh, we threw in Dominic Boyley, who had a really good game as well. And uh, overall, it was just a good effort. The second game uh, from from really everyone, everyone was playing their role, so it was it was it was good to see the results in that second game. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, you guys have had uh, you know a tough tough Friday night games at least in the past couple of series. But uh, what does that say about your resil- resiliency? Uh, just to bounce back and pick up wins in those uh, those second games of those series. Uh, I mean, it, it kind of shows that we, you know, we don't give up and and we don't uh, count ourselves out, especially when uh, we do, you know, fall to Missouri State, who uh, we don't like, and, and they got up on us and they ran in the score up in the first game. But so, yeah, it definitely shows uh, we're a group of guys that won't give up. And you guys were on the road. Really, your first true road trip. Uh, how how was it for the boys? Did you guys have any activities uh, heading up there or while you were there? I know it was probably a little bit limited because of COVID, but uh, any fun? Uh, yeah, it was definitely fun. It's always it's always fun to get on the bus, and you know it's not too far of a road trip, so uh, you don't get too bad of bus legs. And I mean, I'm I'm a big napper, so I uh, <laughs> I, I pass out for a good three uh, three out of the four hours and. Some guys like to watch movies, but um, yeah, it was a pretty good time uh, when we got there. I mean, obviously with the COVID restrictions, we weren't exactly allowed to be running around from room to room and hanging out with the guys. But we uh, we got some we got some good meetings in in a conference room that we were lucky enough to have. And um, yeah, it was a little different look this year, obviously with COVID, and everything going on with 
without regards, but it was it was as normal as it's going to get, which was nice. And with COVID, at least at the home games, you know, you guys haven't had the amount of fans that you're used to having. Uh, was it weird seeing fans in the stands this past weekend uh, compared to the home games? And did you guys kind of feed off of that? Um, yeah, it was definitely nice. I mean, I, I haven't played, I mean, well, I guess I'll speak for everyone. We haven't played in front of fans since, since March. So it was exciting. I mean, I, I think when we first got in there, it was a little weird. We saw the fans lining up to, uh, to buy tickets like about <laughs> two and a half hours before the game. We're like, Oh shit. Like, I guess there's going to be uh fans here. So that was, that was pretty exciting. And, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely good energy. It's always good energy when you get a, a loud building, and and they, uh, I guess they packed it to their their max capacity. So that was pretty fun. Yeah, I've talked with a, a few of the guys, and you know, asking them how you can get up for a game if you have to build your or bring your own juice and whatnot. So I'm gonna, I'm assuming even on the road though, uh, you kind of have that energy just building off the fans, even if they are from the other team. Uh, you know, you go into another barn and you're just, you just want to make them shut up essentially so I bet that was nice oh 100 percent. I mean I like I like personally playing on the road I've always liked it and you know you don't really have the pressure of your own fans and and you know it's it's always nice when uh, you get fans heckling at you and, and <laughs> kind of show them up a little bit I always enjoy that well you talked about Christian Albegran having a, a great weekend you yourself a couple weekends ago had uh, had yourself a game against Midland uh, Twig must have felt good uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I went back to the old curve and the old stick for that one. So I was pretty <laughs> happy with that. So looking towards your, your next games, whenever that will be, um, you know, it's going to be a while till you guys are back at it. But, uh, um, you know, what do you guys have to do in the meantime just to stay sharp? Um, I think we, you know, as a team, we're trying to tighten up our D zone and our, our three on three down low. Um, I think we got away from it a little bit this weekend, obviously having, I think, uh, seven goals against and then four goals against. So, um, yeah, just, just focusing on, uh, on not letting as many pucks get in the back of our net. And, um, I think, uh, overall, um, from a, from a forward standpoint, I think we're doing a pretty good job putting the puck in the net if you look at most of our scores. But we definitely need to work on uh, keeping the puck out of the net and limiting our turnovers in the neutral zone. Helps having uh, three of those guys uh, in the crease making big stops too, huh? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we have a great goaltending uh, trio that we got uh, We got pretty lucky with this year and <laughs> for the next couple of years here. So, I, I, you know, I don't think anyone on our team can complain about goaltending, you know. If anyone's having a bad night, we get to throw the next best, best in, and and that's not too uh, not too bad. Yeah, that must be nice. You just go out there and just play your game, and you really don't have to worry about you know who's in net because if you know there is a turnover or something happens, you have confidence in that guy between the pipes that can make the stop, no matter who it is. Oh, exactly. I I personally believe that we have uh, three of three of the best goaltenders in the league too. So I mean again whoever it is in that you know you never really have to worry so I think our, our D can you know relax a little if, if it is a two-on-one and you know give the shooter to the goalie because uh, I'd say nine out of ten times they'll stop it oh absolutely uh, so what part of your game in specific would you like to build upon moving forward for the back half of the season uh, for the back half of the season, I kind of want to work on um, taking the puck from from our own zone and, and having confidence when I skate with it and holding on to the puck a little more and um, overall just you know getting making sure all those pucks get out on the wall as as I'm playing left wing now um, and yeah obviously I mean uh, producing a little more you know is always a goal but um, you know it starts in in the back half of the half of the ice and, and making sure the puck gets out of there. All right, so I have some some lighthearted questions coming your way. Might be a chance to chirp some of the boys, but uh, heard there's a like an Ontario Western Canada rivalry brewing between you guys. Uh, what do you what do you have to say about that? Uh, yeah, I, I guess there is a little bit. I mean, I, I mean, I hang out with all the Canadians. I, I love all <laughs> the boys. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I wouldn't say I'm a big part of that rivalry, but uh, you know, I, I would say uh, I would say the Ontario boys can can definitely drink a drink a couple more beers than the other boys so i'll, I'll say that <laughs> even jim hunter 
Uh, yeah, Jim Hunter can can slug him back, but you know, uh, I'll call Jim out right now. I'll I'll, I'll go uh, thirty for thirty with him. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, how fun has it been with with this group in particular, especially with this weird COVID season? Um, you know, hopefully we never have to go through something like this ever again. But uh, has this made your group tighter, being that you're all going through it? Um, I mean, this is this is the tightest group I've ever played with in my 20 years of playing hockey. And um, to be honest with you, I I do think it's made us tighter because you know we we can't we have our little bubble and we can't really see anyone outside of that. So I think it brings uh, all of us in a unique position where, where some guys, you know, from the area would, would usually go hang out with their friends that they went to high school with. And the other guys that don't really have those friends that, that moved here from uh, states away or countries away kind of are forced to hang out with them. But now everyone's essentially in the same boat. And um, yeah, I think it definitely brings a new dynamic to the team and a new, uh, a new sense of, um, encouragement with with just hanging out with each other and, mm-hmm. and yeah it definitely brings us all all uh, all together more what have you guys been doing uh, outside of the rink to uh stay busy i guess uh, during your off weeks uh during our off weeks there's there's usually a fight on uh with the ufc and, and a lot of boys like that including myself so we usually get together for that uh i mean if not uh, we'll usually go over to Dunny's and TJ's house and, and have a couple beers and maybe play some spike ball in their basement or uh, watch a couple hockey games. But I mean, other than that, there's, there's not too much to do. Who's your uh, NHL team? Uh, my NHL team's the Hawks. I, I really? know that's probably, yeah, I was, I was born into it. Um, my uncle is, uh, is from Chicago and he kind of got my dad into hockey way back when and then and then ever since I was born I was I was put right into a Hawks jersey I mean I'm a fan of the Leafs too being from Toronto and mm-hmm. I got to I got to go to quite a bit of games growing up but I would definitely say the Hawks are my team so you're allowed to say that you're a Hawks fan because you were a Hawks fan when they were horrible and then you finally waited until they won a few cups and then yeah. Now you, you have the luxury of saying, hey, I've been a Hawks fan all the time. Because if you ask any St. Louis person, they'll just say that, you know, Blackhawks fan did not exist till like 2009, 2010 when they finally started winning. Exactly, exactly. And I can I can bring up a couple pictures of when I was about three years old and I was in a little Hawks jersey. So I, I can kind of beat that stereotype with, uh, <laughs> with just a couple quick scrolls through my camera roll. So that's not too bad. There you go. Uh, so who's the who's the biggest mutant in the locker room? Oh, the biggest mutant. Um, I would say Matthew Edgecombe. He's a pretty big guy. Um, Jared Vigors. He's a he's a very large guy. He works out a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with Christian Alvagran. He's a pretty big. I mean, he's he's uh, he doesn't weigh too much, but he he's definitely pretty ripped out. All right, I got one more for you. This is the one where you, you absolutely got to lay into whoever this is. So you're, you're stranded on an island. Who is the last guy on the team that you'd want to help you off that island? Oh, the last guy. Ah, that's tough, man. I like all the boys. I don't know if I can get, get a straight answer. I got to think about that for a second. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm gonna go with with Dominic Boyley. That guy, uh, that guy's a goalie. All goalies are a little weird. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, he's French, so I don't, I don't know the language barrier there. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go with that. Right on. Well, hey, Stav, I appreciate you joining me today, and uh, you know, wish you nothing but the best moving forward. Got a couple weeks off to, you know, recharge the batteries, but we're excited for the rest of the year. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. Okay, we want to thank Anthony Stavro for coming on the show. But now it is time for our game segment. We're playing a little bit of three and five. It's me going up against Corey. Tom is the mediator. He is our uh, Steve Harvey, if you want to call him that today. Uh So, Tom, why don't you do the honors and get things going? All right. Uh, Marshy. All right. Give me three... Blues goalies that did not 
win the Stanley Cup? Go. Billy Huso. Ah, you're already wrong. Well, he didn't. Okay. He was on the team. He was on the team. He was a black ace. All right, that's fine. Yeah, he was a black (laughs) ace. That was a hard one. That was a different one. That's not a hard one. Manny Legacy, Patrick Laleem, Cujo. (laughs) Manny, Manny, didn't Manny win one in Detroit? Um, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think you might be right. Yeah. So many well, I know Osgood. Osgood definitely did. Chris yeah, Mason that's a hard one. It. Ryan Miller yeah. hasn't. All right. Um. That's fair. Yeah. That was a good one. All right, Corey. Name three hockey teams that are no longer existing and you can't name one that is a that is still a franchise okay go nordiques scouts golden seals ah okay cool i got that all right so, so wait, what do you mean not a franchise you can't name one that just relocated and became another franchise so the nordiques did they're colorado ah. they're colorado so if you would have said the the Thrashers, the Rockies, oh well, I mean the so the Kansas the Kansas City Chiefs, they're the Scouts. Yeah, I mean the Scouts, they're they went to New Jersey, and then okay, that's true. I thought you were just saying like that's not like a franchise now, like like how the Jets were. That was a team, weird now way to yeah. Okay, okay, all right. I'll give you a, I'll give you a new one. I think you're just giving the point, bro. No, I'm a Chiefs <laughs> person. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I'll give you a new one. Name three hockey players who have very famous nicknames. You say go? Go. The Golden Jet. Yeah. The Great One. Sid the Kid. All right, nice. All right, so Corey is uh, 1-0 and and Marshy is 0-1. All right. All right. Oh, let's see. What do I, all right. All right, now I'm going to go St. Louis trivia. I did hockey trivia for the first round. Now St. Louis trivia. Um, Marsha, give me three foods that are synonymous with the St. Louis area. Toasted go. wraps, hot dogs, and thin crust pizza. I see where you're coming f- from with hot dogs, but is hot dogs really a thing? Weren't hot dogs introduced at the World's Fair in St. Louis in like the Alleged. early 1900s? Allegedly, <laughs> I w- I was thinking you were gonna say gooey butter cake, but I'll, I'll give you it see, to you. I was thinking gooey butter cake. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. Fantastic, by the way, it's so yeah, good. My favorite. It is gooey fantastic. Butter cake cookies are so good. ooh. The best the best gooey butter cake in town is uh, Blue Sky Cafe out here in O'Fallon, hands down. There's some place in Columbia, Illinois, that makes a pretty good one too. Ooh yes. Uh, all right, Corey. Uh, I'm trying to go sports here. No, that's 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 too inside baseball. I can't do that. Um, I'm pretty good right. at baseball. I mean, yeah, no. you can do baseball next round. No, well, maybe. Uh, he says Corey, he's comfortable with baseball. I am too. Yeah, Corey, give me three great spots for nightlife in St. Louis. Go. What do you, I'm? I don't know. I'm, I'm. What do you mean? Like a restaurant? Like, like anything? No, just like uh. You know, okay, fine. I'll I'll rephrase. If if you don't know that, uh, how about this? Um, hmm, 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 I mean, I could have named anything. My house. Yeah, I, that is very yeah. Like, your house opinionated. Is awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's I very question. true. At Walmart. You can see anybody at midnight. Yeah. At Walmart. That'd be interesting. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Corey, here, here, here. This is a, this is a close one. Give me the three names that the Blues Arena has been. Tell me when to go. Go. Kiel Center, Scott Trade, and Enterprise. Okay. You had to think about that for a second. I couldn't. <laughs> I, I can never remember Enterprise. Yeah, that's true. All right. So Marshy is got one point and Corey has two. This is round number three. All right. So round number three. What do I want to go for here? I'm looking at a, a website that tells me about this, which is actually very interesting. Um I'm trying to pick one that's hard. Uh, okay. 
Marshy, name three of the four major sport commissioners. Go. Roger Goodell, Gary Bettman, Adam Silver. Okay. Okay. You got, cool. you got that's a good one. I would have been like, I don't know. You couldn't have, you couldn't have named Gary that Bettman. Gary Bettman. I don't really yeah. follow. The other guy is Rob Manfred. Yeah, I don't know. Technical. All four. Yeah, that's true. Uh, All right, Corey, this is round number three. It's 2-2. This is Corey for the win here. Oh, we're only doing – I thought we were doing five rounds. We're going to do five rounds? We we want to do five? Yeah, Yeah, I thought we were doing five. All right, right, we'll do five. Come on, Yom, give the program. Okay. Name three rules in international hockey that are not rules in the NHL. Go. I have no idea. You really can't name it? No, I mean, I have no idea. Can I try? Okay, yeah, Just you for can fun. try, Marsh. Uh, yeah, you can try. So we have the trapezoid. Yes, okay. that's we have one. A, a two-line pass. Actually, yes. That's... that's and that that was a rule up until last the last olympics and but yeah the delay of game yeah it's crazy hmm. it's like what the heck but yeah that's a tough one so i won't get no, points believe- i just wanted to answer it yeah you did answer it though i can't two-line pass it's literally the worst rule in hockey yeah i, didn't I know, know it's, it's stupid all right this is round four or, and I believe it's Corey's turn, right? No, no. I'm up. Okay, it's Marsha's turn. Well, we're tied at two. Yeah. Uh, Marshy, name three cities that are synonymous with beer. Go. Boston, St. Louis, Colorado. Which Denver? Oh. <laughs> you Where, okay, well, you're gonna have you're gonna have to you're gonna have to explain Denver to me, man. No, what are you talking about Coors. Yeah, what do you mean? Uh, okay. Okay. Fine. Yeah. I, I don't even know the answers Milwaukee. to your question. No, I did know the answer to my question. I was I was thinking Milwaukee. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, Milwaukee's a good one too. Yeah. Oh, that's funny that you said Den- or Colorado. Yeah. Denver, Colorado. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think here. All right, uh, Corey. Since the Super Bowl is coming up. Name three franchises that the Patriots have beat in the Super Bowl. Go. The Rams, Philadelphia, and ah. I couldn't think the Panthers. Dang it. Yeah, it's Panthers. Wow. I could not I could I could uh, see them beating us and I couldn't I couldn't dang it. <laughs> that stupid yeah, overtime. Remember one. that? Dang. Yeah, that was terrible. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's tied. No, I'm up by one. No, you're up by one? Yeah, Yeah. I could seal the deal right here. All right, so this is for Marshy to seal the deal. Give him a hard one. A hard one? Yeah. Mm. Give him a baseball one. Super hard. Mm. Top three batting average in 1950. (laughs) What? Okay, this is is a hard one. And Marsh, this is – well, this isn't before our time. Like, you should know what this is being from St. Louis. The home run race actually had three players in it in 1998. Name the three players. Sammy Sosa, King Griffey Jr. Ah, shit. You actually got it? That was easy. That was was, was an easy one. I would almost say give me one. That was a cupcake. Who doesn't remember that? All right, then we'll give give Corey one to try and tie it. Tom, how how old were you in 98? Uh, Two. Oh. I mean, I would say you could just give me another one just because, like, I would have won. Yeah, You can't tie it. Yeah, that's true. All right, I'll give give Marshy another one. Uh, Okay, I'm just trying to read here. That did bring back some good memories, though, when Mark McGuire hit that home run. You were Mm -hmm. two, but I was in school already. Really? (laughs) Yeah, I remember remember that sitting in. I know exactly where I was. Yeah. Um, hmm. let's see. Okay, Marshy, name three Blues captains that occurred before David Backus. Go. Dallas Drake, Chris Pronger, Al McKinnis. Okay, I'll take that. All right, now I will, I will give Corey one chance for redemption. 
Okay. I'll give Corey one chance for, for redemption here. Um, hmm. What do I want to do here? Better give me a softball. A softball? Yeah. Uh, Underhand. Name three things in hockey that have been famously thrown out onto the ice by fans. Think very hard. I got, yeah, I got it. All right, go. Hats, octopus, and uh, fish. Rats. Fish? No, teddy yeah. bears. What? No, they throw out in Nashville. They, uh, they throw out Nashville, catfish. They throw out catfish. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, in well, Florida, they throw right. out rats. The yeah, teddy bear rats. toss, they have. Uh, yeah. I was thinking bear. the teddy bear toss. That's why, that's why I was like, what? But, yeah. Okay. Like, there's your soft if you're yeah, in St. Well, Louis, if you were in St. Louis after the hand pass game, you threw beer cans out on the ice. Yeah. Yes, I was at that game. Oh my god. Me gosh. too. Like, I was not. I was. I was. I, I had was really good so seats. Mad after uh, that game, I came. I went back to my girlfriend's, and I was so pissed. And she was like, "Well, what happened?" And I'm like, "You don't even want to know." I was there. I was. I was sitting like halfway up the lower bowl, so I had a really good view of it. All, it was, and I was on the side where it happened. I'm like, how can they not review that or call it? But stupid technicality. Yeah. yeah. Can uh, you imagine if we, if, if we had, if we would have lost that series? Oh, oh I mean, it would have been oh. the total blues series. Yeah. 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 If we would have lost that series, come on. I'll have to yeah. tell you guys where I was after whenever we're not on a podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's, it's Corey. A good story. Must be spicy. Yeah, pretty, this will be spicy. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for three and five. Yeah, and it looks like that'll do it for the podcast. So we want to give a quick birthday shout out to Jared Vigors this week. Our next broadcast will be this weekend on the fifth and sixth as the Maryville women's team play their first ever home games at the Doghouse, the Maryville University Hockey Center. They will host Lindenwood. Puck drops are at five thirty on Friday, two thirty on Sunday, I believe. I believe it's a Sunday. Sunday it says game. Saturday in the thing, but it's Sunday. It does. A little Ron Burgundy action again. <laughs> yep. So, uh, if you guys want to watch all of our content on the best YouTube channel in college hockey, subscribe to Maryville Hockey on YouTube and follow the Maryville Saints Hockey Network on all, on all of our social media accounts and then follow the podcast social media account at MU Hockey Network. That'll do it for me. I'm Andrew Marsh alongside Tom Hartbeck and Corey Madden. Boys, any final words before we head out of here? I would just Go like Saints. to say you Yeah, I would just like to say you have a, a great mustache going there, Marshy. Thank you. You do have a great mustache going. Appreciate yeah. it. All right. Well, that'll do it for us. Everybody have a great week and go dogs.